Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth. And guys, we have a special special guest. guest. Introduce yourself. I'm Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Abby has been here before. If you recall, uh, the 13th year, Abby was our special guest then. And she's back. For Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Across the Second Dimension. Yes. This came out August 5th, 2011. Long time ago. This is just an like an extended Phineas and Ferb episode. This is not the end of the series. It just happened in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go through some of the voice actors of this movie. Um, Mr. Vincent Martella is the voice of Phineas, and he is Greg from Everybody Hates Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Thomas Brody Sangster is the voice of Ferb. Uh, he has made his way around. He was in Love Actually, Nanny McPhee, Game of Thrones, The Maze Runner, and most recently, The Queen's Gambit. Very good. Um, we obviously have Ashley Tidsdale, who plays Candace. Allison Stoner is Isabella. Uh, Queen Car- Caroline Ray, who is uh, Mom, and Mitchell Musso, who is Jeremy. We've all met them before. And I just learned this whenever I was looking this up. Richard O'Brien plays Dad. Wow, from a Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's fucking Riff Raff himself plays Dad. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, also, Richard O'Brien is also the, like, writer for Rocky Horror. He wrote, like, all the songs. Yeah. He, it's like the Rocky Horror guy. <laughs> he did it all. Raff. He did it all. He's Riff Raff. Yeah. You know, the guy with the long yeah, hair. Yeah, the best character. Oh! I thought you were talking about, like, the rapper, the one, like, the vine. He's like, I want to blow up. No! And I'm like, I don't know nobody. What <laughs> is that? <laughs> when did they do that in Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. I, I thought that was two different things. No. I thought you were saying he was in Rocky Picture, and then he was also... Rip, rip no, 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 no. Okay. Well, I'm okay. sorry. Glad we got that. Um, so yes, Riff Raff voices dad. Now that we got that from way. Rocky Horror Picture the Show, Rocky not the rapper, show. not some fucking SoundCloud rapper that <laughs> Kelly knows. I don't know him. The tip. I don't know. You. <laughs> I know that line. I know that line. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then we have Mr. Dan Povenmire, who voices Dr. Doofenshmirtz. He is a co-creator of Phineas and Ferb, along with Jeff. Swampy Marsh. <laughs> He's also a co-creator, and he voices Major Monogram. Um, Malik Pancholi, I don't know if I'm saying that right, who voices Baljeet. I know him as Jonathan, Jack's assistant in 30 Rock. Yes? No. Yes? Kinda. Okay, he played Jack's assistant in 30 Rock. Um, he was also apparently in 27 Dresses, but I do not know who he's Oh! Doing. He played James Marsden's friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, we also, I don't even know who this character is in Phineas and Ferb. Who's Irving? I don't remember who that is. I don't know. Is that um, Major Monogram's intern? No, that's, that Carl. that's Carl. Oh. Mm, anyway. I know it's a dorky name. And it, this, this guy is voiced by Jack McBrayer, a.k.a. Kenneth, for, also from 30 oh, Rock. Yeah. Um... Ariel Winter, who plays Gretchen, who I think is one of Isabella's Girl Scouts. Uh, obviously, she's in Modern Family. She also voices Sophia the First. And then Mrs. Thompson, who plays Dr. Doofenshmirtz's neighbor, is voiced by Doris Roberts. May she rest in peace. The grandma from Everybody Loves Raymond. Nice. nice. And that's all I have for the people. Yeah. I didn't have anyone additional. 
I figured you'd cover it. So, Abby, why did you want to come on to this episode specifically where we are discussing Fitness and Ferb, the movie across the second dimension? Because I was incorrect the first time when I asked to come on the show <laughs> for my favorite decom and thought it was the 13th year, but I didn't have cable, so I just wasn't very well-versed in what was a decom and what was a Disney, like, not a decom. Mm-hmm. Um... And I didn't know Phineas and Ferb counted until I went on the Wikipedia list (laughs) to see what was going up. But, um, uh, basically, we, this came out in 2011, so it was, like, two weeks before we started high school. And I was down at the lake with my family the weekend it premiered. And me and my sister watched it every single time it was on TV (laughs) that weekend. There's that, like, tweet that was going around about, like, your kid won't remember that hour of TV, but they will remember that time. Yeah, that woman who, like, took a sign into the forest to take a picture. No, incorrect. I remember this weekend of TV. (laughs) I remember it was a blast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And they were great. And, yeah, my sister and I, like, sing the songs at each other and stuff, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's quite fun. It makes our family... Um, mostly summer, where do we begin? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, everybody else around us gets annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I like Phineas and Ferb, and, um, I think the movie was just fun. An extended is, episode. Is, um, the second Phineas and Ferb movie a decom? No. Just no. this one is on the list. No. There are... Yeah. There's another one that was Yeah, like there's multiple. Canvas. It's like this, like, because the Kim Possible... Oh, like Kim Possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they also did a Star Wars one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah. So there's three. There might be a four. There I are, like, know. random ones that yeah. I saw on Disney Plus, at least. I was also down at the lake when the very last episode of Phineas and Ferb aired. Just happened, again, just happened to be different, like... Mm-hmm. And uh, watched it. I was like, I can't go out. and Gotta watch videos first. <laughs> and they were like, like up, You're like in I high normally, school, dude. Like I normally do, but I did not watch. Yeah, it. was it sad? How did Phineas and Ferb end? Was um, it the end of summer? Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was good. <laughs> they had a little like flash forward to them leaving for college, and I thought, oh. and that was cute. Whoa. Um, but, yeah. Like, Phineas, Phineas and, and Isabella were all yeah. grown up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I would recommend <clears throat> you watch it. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. out there. Can't wait, wasn't it? Um, okay, so shall we get into this movie? Let's jump in. All right, so this movie begins with the gang. And when I say the gang, I mean Phineas, Ferb, Terry the Platypus, Candace, and Dr. Doofenshmirtz. They are all chained together, and they are about to be fed to a monster. Yeah. And then we flash back to earlier that day. Um, the alarm pokes Perry, the platypus, to wake him up. Like, a finger comes out of the alarm and, like, pokes Perry. And then Perry wakes up Phineas and Ferb. And then we get this nice little song called Everything's Better with Perry about how much Phineas and Ferb love their pet platypus, Perry. Yeah, they just, like, dance around, get ready for their day. There's even some little, like, dance scenes cut between. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Um, Mom reminds them downstairs at breakfast that this is the five-year anniversary of when they got Perry. And so Phineas remembers back to that day at the pet store... Uh, they went in, they were looking at all the pets, and they, their parents were suggesting, you know, like, regular pets, like a dog or a cat. They were like, look, Ferb, this dog's looking at you. Or look, Phineas, this cat's looking at you. But then they saw Perry, and he was looking at both of them at the same time. <laughs> because his eyes go opposite directions. 
<laughs> Nobody was looking at Candace. <laughs> and they said, and we knew exactly what you what we would name you. And Phineas and Ferb both said, Bartholomew. But then they took Perry home and they said, now we're going to name you Perry instead. And that's how they got their pet platypus. Yeah, and they gave him a locket. And they the locket has a locket. picture of him as a baby and then Phineas and Ferb on it. It's, it's really so cute. cute. <laughs> Perry wears it every day. <laughs> Um, uh, so Candace is in her room and she calls Jeremy, but he can't hang out today because he has to go visit a college that his dad wants him to go visit. And Candace gets off the phone is, and is immediately very stressed because she's like, Jeremy is a year older than me. He's already looking at colleges. I didn't I'm a that. child. What am I going to do? I didn't know Jeremy was a year older than I didn't Candace. know that either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Candace tells herself, she's like, well, I have to be more mature for Jeremy. I have to act more mature for him. Um, so outside, Phineas and Ferb are playing baseball with Perry, and Isabella arrives, and then Belgite and Buford. Um, and they say, if we have two Perrys, they can put a net between them, and they could play badminton. And then Buford asks, who's a net? <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Also to clarify, this baseball, it's called platypult. They put the baseball on Perry's tail. The badminton. Yeah, well, they're playing baseball yeah. first. They put the baseball on Perry's tail, and then they scratch him, and then it uh, flips like a cat. The catapult. tail, like, flips up yeah. and throws the ball. Right. Yeah, so the kids start making, like, these giant, like, Perry catapult badminton things mm-hmm. um, when they notice Perry is missing. And Phineas is sad, because, and he says to himself, it seems like Perry has missed every cool thing they've done this summer. Um, and that's when we see Agent P. Gets it, if, if you don't know, Perry the Platypus is a cover for Agent P, the secret agent. Platypus. The difference is Agent P wears a fedora and stands on two legs, and, and his the eyes are yeah look directly forward. And, forward. <laughs> and Perry the Platypus has sideward. He doesn't wear a hat. He's on all fours, sideward, sideways <laughs> eyes. Yeah, he doesn't do um, much. Yeah, right. so Agent P is trying to distract them. He throws a rock from behind the tree, and Belgie says, Hey, what was that small noise? And they say, Let's walk over to it. <laughs> and so Barry is able to sneak by them and go down to his secret agent lair. Yeah, when he gets there, the boss reminds him that he's had some close calls recently. Major monogram. Yeah, I just called him the boss. Um, <laughs> and he has a name, Kelly. I'm sorry. Uh, he's had some close calls recently, and if he gets caught being an agent, then he's going to have to be sent to another city and another host family. And Perry immediately looks a little distraught at this. He does not want to get caught. Uh, so Major Monogram tells him that every time he's caught uh, Doofenshmirtz's little machines, they've made the a copy innators. of them. Yes, his innators. They've made a copy of them with this little laser ray that they have. They've been analyzing them. They can't tell if they're getting dumber or smarter, but they know that his next machine uh, is currently working on a dimension machine, and Perry needs to stop him immediately. Um, yeah, so Carl, the intern, arrives with some new gadgets for Perry. Um, he shows him this, like, hologram watch where Perry can, like, call Major Monogram and he'll, like, appear as a hologram. Um, but Major Monogram says, do not call between 3.30 and 4 p.m. because that is when I take a shower. <laughs> That's very important. Chekhov's very specific instructions. <laughs> I'd also like to mention that they pointed out Carl's an unpaid intern. I don't know. That makes me look at Major Monogram a little differently. Seems like Carl he works pretty hard. Promoted, yeah. he, whatever he was before, <laughs> he was then promoted to unpaid intern. <laughs> so prior to that, he was just like 
kid who shadows me at work. Right. <laughs> my nephew, who my sister told me I had to bring along. Right. Essentially. Now he's getting college credit for it. <laughs> um, so Candace's friend Stacy arrives in her room when Candace is getting rid of all of her childish things. Um, Mom pops in to tell her that her and Dad are going to the movies and she's in charge. Um, and Candace is like, you know, I might even try to give up busting Phineas and Ferb because that's what a child does. And Stacy is like, you know, you are old enough to bust them yourself. And Candace is like, oh, that is true. So then we cut to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Doofenshmirtz looks like he has Perry captured and he's showing him his alternate dimension innator. But we learn it's not actually Perry, it's just a doll and he was practicing his yeah. evil monologue. He's really just waiting for Perry. He's like, where is he? He's usually yeah. here by now. The gang is playing enormous platypus, platypus badminton and Carl is still showing Agent P all of his new gadgets. Yeah, when... Phineas and Ferb are in the life-sized birdie. Yeah, it's a ginormous birdie that the, like, mechanical Perry the Platypus tail is going to launch them to the park to the other mechanical Perry the Platypus. Right. So, Agent P takes off in his rocket car as Phineas and Flurb <laughs> fly off in a giant birdie, but they hit each other in the air, and, uh... Candace goes out to bust Phineas and Ferb, but the machine is gone, they're gone, she is like, okay, this mysterious force recognizes me as a grown-up now, and that's why everything is gone, but I'm gonna prove it wrong, and I'm gonna find that machine. Yes, and Baljeet and Isabella are like, oh, well, the other one's in the park. Um, so, but Phineas and Ferb, because they hit Perry, are off course, and they head straight for Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated and crash right into the alternate dimension in Ager. Which Doofenshmirtz tried to turn on right before they hit it, and it didn't work, it wasn't doing anything, but now they've smashed it into a million pieces. And so Phineas and Ferb, all, Phineas and Ferb, since they are, like, certified engineers, offer to help fix it. Um, Perry is busy getting towed in the park, because his rocket car crashed, um, and we immediately cut to Phineas and Ferb are almost done fixing it, and they ask Doofenshmirtz if he needs this self-destruct button that he put on the alternate dimension innator. Um, Ferb also has a remote to open another portal in case they get separated from the original machine, and as Phineas is about to put the last piece in, Perry arrives. He Agent P arrives. Agent P arrives. But he immediately takes off his disguise, so now he's Perry because he sees Phineas and Ferb there. And he can't get caught. Um, Doobin Schwartz does not realize that this is Agent P, because he does not have a hat. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Perry, or, yeah, Perry keeps, Agent P keeps trying to stop them from placing the last piece into the machine. Right, first he makes a noise and Phineas and Ferb are like, oh, Perry, there you are. And Doofenshmirtz is like, oh, that's a cute platypus. Are all platypi named Perry? <laughs> um, and then they still don't listen. So uh, Perry goes and grabs the last part. He hides and they take it back. And they're like, Perry, this isn't a toy. Again, not understanding what's going on. He goes and pees on Doofenshmirtz's couch to, again, try and distract them. But it doesn't work. And yet again. Move, though. Solid move. Yeah, he's really trying mm -hmm. his best. Uh, in the end, they end up putting the part on the machine, and the machine turns on. And so they all enter the alternate dimension. Um, they step through, and Doofenshmirtz's face and name is all over the tri-state area. Um, it turns out the Doofenshmirtz in this dimension has taken over. Major Monogram is Doofenshmirtz's indentured executive assistant. Maybe that's what Carl was. 
Maybe. Maybe an indentured servant. Um, Doofenshmirtz meets, um, I'm gonna call him Other Doofenshmirtz, that's what I called him. Or Evil. Evil Doofenshmirtz. Well, I was gonna say that, but he's already evil. (laughs) Successful Doofenshmirtz. True. I just called him Other Doofenshmirtz. The the regular Doofenshmirtz mentions that they're from another dimension um, for... Oh, and Major Monogram brings out this, like, chair for Doofenshmirtz to take a ride down to the evil lair. And that's where both Doofenshmirtz meet. And they sing this song called Brand New Best Friend. Mm-hmm. And during this song, they imitate many famous duos throughout the years. I, I noted some of them, like Lennon and McCartney, the Blues Brothers, Simon and Garfunkel, Sherlock and Watson, Laverne and Shirley, um, Andy Griffith, and... His friend, whose name Barney is Barney, <laughs> um, Lucy and Ethel, Bacon and Eggs, Phineas and Ferb themselves. Yep. Uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto and Lewis and Clark. Yeah, lots. Um, so the other Doofenshmirtz shows regular Doofenshmirtz that Perry, Agent P, is a cyborg and the general of his army. And that's when Phineas, Ferb, and regular Perry arrive in the evil lair. Well, he shows this to him because he's like, I can't believe you haven't taken over your tri-state area yet. And so regular Doofenshmirtz is like, well, have you met Perry the platypus? (laughs) Perry the platypus! Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so that's whenever Phineas, Ferb, and Perry joined the Doofenshmirtzes. And, uh... Oh, original or other Doofenshmirtz is like, that platypus is Agent P. And (laughs) Doofenshmirtz is like, no, he's not. He's just the platypus. (laughs) And Phineas and Ferb are like, that's right. He's just the platypus. He doesn't do much. Um, So other Doofenshmirtz calls down the platyborg who hits Perry, but Perry doesn't react. He stays in character. Yeah, so other Doofenshmirtz tells platyborg to attack Phineas and Ferb. And that's when Perry's gotta bring out the big guns. Right. Um, And Doofenshmirtz... Still doesn't realize it's Agent P until he puts on the hat. Um, Phineas is ups- Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, so the, the, like, robots start trying to attack them, but Agent P, like, gets them out. The whole time, Phineas is like, Perry, you lied to us. You've been an agent the whole time. And, like, Perry's, again, saving their lives time and time again. Saving them from these cyborgs. And Phineas (laughs) is just like, I can't believe you've betrayed my trust. Going on and on about it. Yeah, so- Agent P uh, eventually takes the three of them out the window with a parachute to land. Um, on the way down, Perry gives Phineas a pamphlet that says, so you've discovered your pet is a secret <laughs> agent. And Phineas just throws it. He doesn't want to read it. I thought about what if my power is secret agent. That's why he acts like an idiot all the time. That'd be impressive. Maybe. <laughs> That's why he doesn't want people to cut his nails so he can use it as weapons. Why doesn't he have, like, gadgets like Perry? I don't know. Perry also uses his tail. Does he have a hat? I don't know. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't like wearing hats. Maybe that's because he's afraid that <laughs> his secret his identity will be blown. Uh oh, buddy, you figured Agent it B. out. Agent, Agent buddy boy, <laughs> Agent baby. He's literally looking at his junk right now. <laughs> so we don't think so. Um. So this. Uh. Yeah. The platyborg comes back for them and. Uh, the Platyborg and Perry fight, but Phineas and Ferb help stop him. So then the three of them go hide in an alley from the patrolling cyborgs. Phineas is still upset, and he asks, like, were you really ever a part of the family? And upset, Phineas is just like, is anyone else here leading, leading a bizarre double life? <laughs> and that's when Ferb raises his hand. Phineas says, Ferb, put your hand down. <laughs> I love he doesn't even have to look at him. He just knows that Ferb right. raises his hand. He's like, not There's me. a lot to unpack there. <laughs> 
Um, so Perry tries to apologize by li- by looking sad because he can't talk besides the clicking noise. Right. That I'm not going to try to. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like back purring. No, I can't do it. <laughs> um, Phineas and Ferb agree that they need to focus on getting back to their own dimension right now. So they try to use the remote, but it's showing the wrong dimension. So they're like, well, how do we fix this? So they decide to go find other dimension themselves. Um, so other Doofenshmirtz is trying to teach regular Doofenshmirtz the difference between an ordinary platypus and Perry the platypus. <laughs> right. There is no difference. It's like whenever um, Pam gave Creed the two pieces of paper to find the difference, and they're the same mm-hmm. <laughs> paper. Um, origin- or other Doofenshmirtz reveals that he took over the tri-state area with an army of big, scary robots. And do- uh, regular Doofenshmirtz is like, well, I tried that, but I put their self-destruct button on the bottom of their foot. <laughs> um, Doofenshmirtz is like, why are you so much better at being evil than me? And other Doofenshmirtz says, evil is born, bo- born through pain and loss. Which is what happened when I lost my toy train. <laughs> yeah, so his origin story is that he lost his toy train, his favorite toy, as a child. And, and that's reg- it. regular Doofus first is like, neither of my parents showed up for my birth. <laughs> he was an orphan his whole life. He grew up, he had a rough upbringing, and he's like, how are you so much more evil than me? I, re- I know I remember seeing that part, because I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Whenever they do, like, Doofenshmirtz, like, backstory stuff, like, he had to dress up at, he worked as a gnome. Yeah, he worked as a gnome in the yard! (laughs) (laughs) But evil Doofenshmirtz is like, well, did you ever lose your toy train? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, Well, see? That's why I'm so much better. The straw that broke the Doofenshmirtz back. Um, So other Doofenshmirtz is like, well, I might try to take over your tristive area since you did such a shitty job. So, back in the regular dimension, uh, Baljeet, Isabella, Stacy, and Candace arrive at the park, and they ask Buford where Phineas Ferb are, and he's like, oh, well, they never showed up. And, um... <laughs> this is when Candace reinforces the idea that the Force has taken away the machine, because she's she says, an adult now. She says, why does the mysterious Force want to protect my brothers? And Buford says, why don't you ask it, Kierkegaard? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank the uh, good place for me knowing that reference now. <laughs> Did not get it back at back in the days. I love that Buford is into philosophy. They have well, philosophy, philosophy trade yeah. cards. Yeah. Right. He wants a Because is like, I'll trade you a Nietzsche for a Kierkegaard. <laughs> um, so Candace takes this advice and decides to go to her backyard and ask the mysterious force. Um, so Phineas, Ferb, and Perry arrive at their other dimension house. Um, Dad is leaving to go work at the factory for a week. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you guys gotta get inside now. Put on your doofin'alls. Yeah. Um, uh, Perry takes off his disguise before entering, so he's just a regular platypus. Um, they walk in, and other Phineas and Ferb are wearing their doofer-alls, playing doofopoly. Um, <laughs> the dice tells them to pick up a card, and the card says, conform! <laughs> <laughs> Um, other Phineas explains that... Oh, wait, I do love the joke then when other, like, our dimension, Phineas and Ferb, walk in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phineas is like, oh no, they're replacing us. I didn't conform well enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, the only difference between the two dimensions, Phineas and Ferb, is that other dimension, Phineas and Ferb, are paler, and they have, like, buzz cut hair for some reason. No spikes, no fun. Um, yeah, so, uh... 
Other Phineas explains that their Perry just left one day and he and he never came back, which is why he's so excited to see their Perry. Um, and then regular Phineas learns that they don't have summer in this dimension, and so Phineas dives into a song to tell them all about summer. Mm-hmm. The uh, best song. Yes, as we know, Abby's a fan of the song. Um, I really like when they start incorporating the theme song. Yeah. Like, locating Frankenstein's brain. And then other Phineas and Ferb start, like, freaking out. And they're like, oh, we need to slow it down. And then they're like, lemonade, fresh breeze. <laughs> Instead of, like, building a roller coaster. Right. Um, On TV... This is at the end of the song. On TV, Perry is in their living room and sees that evil Doofenshmirtz has a little thing out that says, Perry the platypus, turn yourself in and your children will be okay. They'll be safe. (laughs) You're enemy number one. And so Perry tries to sneak out, but Phineas catches him and he's betrayed yet again. He's like, how could you? We could help you. He's like, you know what? Fine. Just leave. Yeah, so Perry leaves and Phineas says, I used to think you, or, or maybe Ferb says it, I don't remember. One of them says, I used to think you couldn't spell platypus without us. <laughs> that Phineas says that because Ferb says you can't. Yeah. <laughs> that would just be platypus. Um, so Phineas suggests asking Isabella for help, and other Phineas and Ferb are like, who's that? We've never met her. Um, so they all sneak across the street, but they get stopped by a Norm bot. If you don't remember, Norm is Doofenshmirtz's, like, idiotic robot assistant, but in this dimension, he's, like, all the cyborg robots. Um, so, other Buford appears and is able to dismantle the robot. They ask Buford if he's part of the Resistance, and he says, I used to be in the Resistance, but I got so good at it, I started resisting them. Right. Um, so, regular Doofenshmirtz is creating another alternate dimension innator for evil Doofenshmirtz. It doesn't work, because he can't remember what Phineas and Ferb did to make it work. Um, and that's when a robot delivers Agent P, who has turned himself in. Um, other Doofenshmirtz tells them that, oh, like, well, remember when I said, like, your kids won't get hurt? Well, now we have to hunt them down. Um, back uh, at the house, the gang falls through these trap doors at Isabella's, and they get tied up. Um, Finia, regular Phineas explains that they need to get back to their dimension and tells Isabella and all of their Girl Scout, or Isabella tells all of her Girl Scout friends to release them because they're all a part of the resistance. Um, they need to fix the remote, and so other Isabella introduces them to Dr. Baljeet. Mm-hmm. Um, Baljeet explains that they would either need 8 million gigawatts of energy to travel backwards through the universe to get back to their original dimension, or they have to go through countless dimensions uh, in their regular order uh, clockwise. Right, because dimensions are a circle yeah, in this of universe. The universe. Um, Dr. Baljeet says that they should talk with their leader, who is Other Dimension Candace. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the leader of the Resistance, and she tells everyone, like, okay, we need to help them, I guess, get back home. Yeah, so she starts handing out orders. Um, regular Candace, over in our dimension, because we all live in the same dimension as Phineas and Ferb, yes. mm-hmm. uh, starts talking to the mysterious force in her backyard, and that's when the portal from the Resistance opens up in the backyard. Right, they've been reallocating the energy somehow to get it to them to open the portal. Yes, but at the same time, the TV announces the capture of public enemy number one, Agent P, to evil Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. And so Phineas says, well, they, they can't leave here without Perry, and other Candace agrees to help them. Well, they're like, are you sure? Like, we don't know if we're going to be able to get this back open. And they're like, well, we can't leave without Perry. 
Yes, and Dr. Veljeet is like, I will try my best to keep it open, but any sort of disturbance could close it. And that's when regular Candace runs through the portal, causing it to close. Um, so Phineas grabs Candace and tells her that they have to stop Perry from being turned into a cyborg. But uh, other dimension Candace, Candace tells other Ferb and other Phineas to stay there because it is her job to protect her brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's traveling through the mine tunnels and mine cars, and Phineas is explaining everything to Candace. Uh, so regular Candace asks other Candace, like, hey, who, what's Jeremy? Like, you know Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> um, other, Candace, other Candace is like, yes, Jeremy is a soldier for the resistance. <laughs> um, and regular Candace is like, oh, like, don't you think he's like, cute? <laughs> other Candace is like, I only care about defeating Doofenshmirtz. She says, cute doesn't win the war, kid. <laughs> Um, so other Candace explains that they don't have time for fun. She had to grow up real quick whenever Dubinchverse took over to protect her brothers. Um, but that's when other Phineas and other Ferb reveal that they're there and they snuck onto the minecar. Um, when, and that, and then everyone arrives at Dubinchverse's evil incorporated underground entrance. Yeah, so everyone gets off except for other Candace and other Phineas and Ferb and she's like, we need to get back, like, you guys are not safe, gotta protect you. So they all, like, they're about to leave in the minecar and then everyone else steps into evil Doofenshmirtz's trap. Uh-oh. Not good, guys. Oh, <laughs> what's gonna like, happen? part of the story, like something happened. Um, yes, it's a trap. Everyone's captured, but except for other Candace, other Phineas, and other Ferb. Um, Evil Doofenshmirtz says the hour of Perry's doom is now, which is between the hours of 3.30 and 4 o'clock, which Perry remembers is the time when Major Monogram takes a shower. So he holograms in Major Monogram during his shower time, and everyone looks away in disgust, uh, which is enough time to distract the Doofenshmirtzes and to get away. Uh, Perry leads everyone out, and other Candace directs everyone to get back into the minecars. The cyborgs begin chasing them, but other Candace fends them off, and then there's, like, this epic mine car chase. All the cars catch fire. Perry's battling them. Candace is battling... Other Candace is battling them. Yeah, one of the cart it- carts is on fire, and it is the cart in between Phineas and Ferb and Perry, the regular ones, and all of the other Dimension people, and they're like, sorry, y'all, we gotta disconnect, bye. Yeah. <laughs> The other dimension, so. Yeah, other Phineas yells at other Candace. He's like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, But other Candace is like, my only job is protecting my brothers. They're not my brothers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So everyone's captured again. Um, Other Doofenshmirtz is trying to get regular Phineas and Ferb to fix the other dimension in Nader. And... (laughs) Uh, back and forth in their conversation, Phineas is like, how old do you think we are? And other Doofenshmirtz is like, one, two. (laughs) (laughs) Which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes in The Good Place whenever Eleanor meets her younger sister, who has multiple times is like, I'm 11. And Eleanor, before she leaves, says, good luck on your... SATs. (laughs) SATs. <laughs> and she's like, I'm 11. Eleanor's like, I'm not good with kids. Again, bringing the good place back. Right. Um, and Phineas is like, why would we help you? Why would we do something that leads to our self-destruction? And a regular Doofenshmirtz is like, oh, I remember. You rewired my self-destruction button. And that's how uh, we got the machine working. So the machine is fixed, and other Doofenshmirtz decide to send everyone, including regular Doofenshmirtz, to their doom. Mm-hmm. So, we're back at the beginning of the movie. Right. They're all chained up. They have the big monster in the cage. What are they going to do? We don't know. Uh, That's when Phineas points out the keys hanging on a guard's waist to Perry. Perry uses his watch to, like, magnet the keys to him, but it also magnets the cyborg 
to his watch and, like, pushes everyone off the area. It's, like, this, like, uh, pathway that's, like, a cliff, and below them is lava. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ferb is able to rewire the cyborg to their advantage. They land on top of the cage, but the monster is set free. Um, so Perry begins fumbling with the keys and accidentally drops them on the bar of the cage, which is, like, hanging over the lava. Right, so um, they're all chained together, trying to get to this key at the bottom, and as they're going, Duventmertz is up at the top, talking about how he failed jungle gym in yes. his school. <laughs> He's like, I get to do this, I failed jungle, that's not this. <laughs> yeah, but, so they're all going, and he ends up losing his balance, and they're all, like, falling. One of them, like, catches the side, but they're all just, like, hanging in the air, stuck in these chains. they're all yeah. by chains. <laughs> right. Um... Other Candace appears, however, to take out the guards and throws the portal remote to Phineas. So Phineas tells Perry, he's like, let go from the cage, like, you have to trust me. Um, so Perry does that, and Phineas opens the portal for them to fall into instead of falling into the lava. Right. So they land in this, like, pink forest dimension, uh, but the portal wasn't completely closed, so, like, all the robots enter and begin chasing them. Um, a few get through before they're able to close that first portal, and other canvas was captured. So, Phineas begins opening portals clockwise through the universe. And so we have this, like, big chase scene through all the portals of the universe. We get, they're in, like, an alien bath, they're in space, they're on the subway where a zebra is reading a newspaper, they're in an area that's just floating baby heads, mm-hmm. all while being chased by cyborgs. Right. Uh, so finally, back at the park with Isabella, Baljeet, and Buford, everyone arrives back in their own dimension. Um, but other Doofenshmirtz is already there, and he has created a portal, uh, which he is sending Normbots through. Uh, everyone in the tri-state area, like, sees them and starts freaking out. Um, the, the Normbots knock over the love triangle, or the love handle tour bus. Right. The band is on the bus. Yeah, um, Major Mo- Monogram holograms in to tell Perry to stop other Dubinchmerts, like, as if he already didn't fucking know Major <laughs> Monogram. Um, and Phineas is like, Perry, we can help you. Um, but Perry says, no, it's too dangerous, and gives them the locket and leaves. Uh, so regular Dubinchmerts is trying to get his neighbor to buzz him in, but <laughs> she's <laughs> old and does not. Other Candace is in a prison cell, and other Jeremy comes in to rescue her with other Phineas and Ferb. Um, she learns that the Normbots are in the other dimension, so now is the time to make their move to take over, take back their own dimension. Right. Uh, so Perry's locket beeps in Phineas's pocket back at home. Um, and they end up finding Perry's entrance to his secret spy lair. Um, they get down and the computer voice tells them to insert the key, which is the locket. Uh, the computer says, Phineas and Ferb, this message is top secret for your ears only. If you're hearing this, the Tri-State area is under attack and only you can help Agent P. So it turns out they have to create this giant robot army in, like, ten minutes. Yeah, it's all of their inventions that they've made in the past. Yeah. Um, so the secret agent pet network is activated (laughs) to try and stop the robots. Right. Um, Perry is fighting but losing, and that's when Phineas arrives with his robot army. Phineas realizes that Perry trusted them all along, he did love them, he was part of the family, and this is when everyone in the gang, Isabella, Baljeet, Buford, all appears with all the other robots that they have created just when, uh, hope was lost. Right. Now listen, I need to talk about this moment for a second. Marvel's The Avengers straight up ripped off Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> and not one, 
but two movies. And I know I'm not the only one to recognize this. So, we see, like, Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated, which is a building that stands out in the cityscape of the Tri-State area. It looks like Ferb, as stated earlier in the movie. Yes. Directly above it is a portal in which, like, alien space robots are pouring out of to attack the city. Yeah. The exact same shot is in the very first Avengers movie. (laughs) Above... The Avengers, like, Stark Tower, the Avengers Tower, uh-huh. Loki has opened a portal and summoned all, like, I think they're, I think they're basically robots. I don't think they're, like, actual creatures. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. But they're all, like, pouring out, like, from this portal above this building into the city. Like, I watched this and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, I can't be the only one who, like, recognized this. And one of the creators tweeted something about it. He's like, yeah, it's pretty similar. <laughs> and this movie was made in 2011. The first Avengers movie was made in 2012. And then, whenever all hope is lost, Perry is losing, Phineas shows up to help. And then he's basically like, Avengers assemble. And all the rest of the gang shows up with their robots to help. Which is a direct mirror of the famous scene in Avengers Endgame, when everyone is there to defeat Thanos again. Captain America is, like, you think, like, everyone's on, like, their last, their last breath, but then Captain America says, uh-uh, we got everyone here. Everyone arrives in their portal, and he says, Avengers, assemble. It's, like, literally the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. They defeat Thanos twice? No, they lose to Thanos once, and then oh, they hit him again. Oh, okay, <laughs> wow. Well, they had to travel back in time. It's a whole thing. Phineas and Ferb are my Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me tell you. Yes. No, I am saying it now. Marvel, <laughs> you owe Phine- the creators of Phineas and Ferb Jeff a lot Swampy of money. Marsh. Some royalties. A lot of money. <laughs> some credits. <laughs> right. Direct ripoff. <laughs> I, will, I will post the side-by-sides on Instagram. <laughs> Can't wait keep, to see it. Keep a lookout for it. <laughs> Right, so the whole crew is there, ready to fight off the robots, and that's whenever uh, the band from earlier, they're like, hey, Phineas and Ferb, how can we help? And they're like, play some tunes. Provide musical accompaniment. <laughs> right, yeah. and uh, like, love, like Love Handle always does, they come in to save the day. Right, they play the song Robot Riot, <laughs> and they just sing as everyone is battling the robots. Yeah, it's a cool big fight scene. Um, Perry takes Phineas up to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated to try and close the portal. Um, up there, Perry is fighting the Platyborg, um, and Candace realizes, she's like, listen, if I try to bust my brothers to my mom, the mysterious force will make everything disappear and everything go back to normal, which is very logical. Right. So she goes to the movie to find mom and dad, who are watching a 3D movie, literally unfazed by the entire city under attack by robots. (laughs) This movie is called, I wrote it down, um, I think it's... Oh, God. Okay, I'll get to it later. It's something about, like, my fiancé's wedding or... No, it's... Hold on. I'll get to it later. Um, yeah, so Doofenshmirtz is still... Regular Doofenshmirtz is still trying to get into the building. Um, Phineas realizes that the dish is controlling the robots, um, but before he can get to it, other Doofenshmirtz stops him. And again, that's another thing in the Avengers. They had to go and, like, close the portal so that all the robots could stop coming in. Um, the Platyborg and Perry continue to fight, but... Uh, but eventually Perry is able to stop him, and that's when Perry throws this, like, baseball bat at Phineas as other Doofenshmirtz, like, shoots this baseball at him with one of their inventions from earlier in the summer. So Phineas is able to hit the ball straight into the satellite, which destroys the satellite and stops all the robots. All the robots just, like, stop fighting. Another direct 
<laughs> mirror to the Avengers movie. They all just fall to the ground, and I'm glad they addressed this later, because I was like, that is a lot of robots littering the streets of the yeah. tri-state area. Like, what are they gonna do? But look, don't worry. It's okay. We, we address that later. Yeah, so, um, Candace is, like, in the movie theater begging Mom to come outside when other Doofenshmirtz, Doofenshmirtz, appears with, like, this giant, like, other Doofenshmirtz robot. Um, but regular Doofenshmirtz stops him before he's able to destroy Phineas, Ferb, and Perry by returning the toy train. Because this Doofenshmirtz never lost that train. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you want your evil backstory solved? Here's the train. And other Doofenshmirtz says, heart melting, backstory resolving, evilness diminishing. (laughs) Right. Um, So other Doofenshmirtz cleans up all the robots with their self-destruct button. And that's when Candace brings mom outside of that darn fiance is the name of that movie. <laughs> that darn that fiance. That darn fiance. And everything's gone. So Candace is like, I did it. <laughs> um, other Doofenshmirtz returns home. He's like, oh, I can't wait to just like get back to my life. I'm going to play with this train. But then he gets back to his other dimension where other Candace and the Resistance is there to arrest him. And he's like, oh, I forgot about my crimes against humanity. Right. <laughs> Um, so the others briefly step through the portal, and Candace, regular Candace is like, you know, I don't think I'm quite ready to grow up after seeing what you had to go through, when other Candace agrees. Um, the, it turns out that the evil was fried out of the platteborg whenever Perry defeated him, so he returns to, um, like a regular platypus, and back to the pet of other Phineas and other Ferb. Um, so everyone returns to their own dimension, um, but Major Monogram appears and says... Agent P has to well, be... Well, Phineas says that it's the best day ever, and they'll have so much fun now that they know that Perry's a secret agent. And that's yes. whenever Major Monogram is like, uh, for 15 minutes until Perry has to leave forever, because you can't know that he's an agent. Yeah. And they're like, wait, <laughs> then, wait. There has to be like, another what? way. <laughs> they're like, didn't you read the pamphlet? He's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, Phineas is like, oh, well, that's why you kept it secret the whole time. You wanted to stay with us. You didn't want to know. You weren't just being secretive. Like, secret secrets are not fun unless you tell everyone. Right. <laughs> um, so Carl suggests, hey, what about Do- Dr. Doofenshmirtz's amnesia innator? And right. everyone agrees that it's worth it to forget today in order to keep Perry as their pet. Yeah, um, and so everyone has to do this, obviously. Like, Isabella, the whole gang, because they, none of them can know that Perry is an agent. Yeah, so back at um, Secret Agent Headquarters, Phineas officially forgives Perry, and Isabella's like, hey, so, like, no one's gonna remember anything from today, right? (laughs) And they're like, that's right. So she's like, alright then! (laughs) So she plants a kiss on Phineas, right before everyone's memory gets erased. And Phineas is like, wait, no, I don't want to forget this! (laughs) (laughs) Um... After that, we see Perry go back into his lair, and it turns out he had a digital camera he from the day, in. and they were taking selfies of their fun day together, saving the tri-state Even area. when they're, like, locked up, they're, like, taking, they're like, like hey. touristy photos. <laughs> their really fun, cute. stressful so day of being, like, prisoners <laughs> and being chased by robots. That's so fun. And so then the credits roll, but then we get a concert from Slash! Yes, Kick It Up a Notch, written by Slash. Written by Slash, performed by Phineas and Ferb and Slash, that's what the credits say. (laughs) And in the IMDb trivia, it says that Slash personally reached out to be involved because his kids were fans. And I fucking love that. He's in, I think he's in another episode. I wouldn't doubt it. I love whenever, like, celebrities reach out because they're, like, fans of things. Like, yeah. especially if it's, like, for their kids. Like, oh, I did this because, like, I wanted my kids to see me in something cool and I have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, whenever um, 
Prince, who was, like, known for never wanting to be in anything ever, personally reached out to New Girl and was like, I love your show, I want to be in New Girl. Yeah. <laughs> or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that for Slash. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. We end with a music video. Yeah. It's very nice. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were multiple songs in this movie, but because... I didn't technically consider it a musical. I did not. There like, was only, like, four. Right. I didn't. Yeah. And none of them stuck out to yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't rank them. But I did want to talk about the music from Phineas and Ferb in general, as a whole. What is your favorite Phineas and Ferb song? My favorite is Yank Got Rhythm. My favorite is Squirrels in My Pants. My favorite, like, from the television show is Yank Got Rhythm. Yeah, it's Yank really... Got Rhythm is high up there. Because the Love Handle episode is my favorite. Yeah, well, it's yeah. got... Lo- that's got a lot of good songs right. in it, the whole yeah. episode. Yeah, and they're all so good. <laughs> but you know what I was singing in my head the other day? Gitchy, gitchy, goo, means that I love you. And um, I was like, I should make that my... <laughs> um, I, I was like, I should make that my wedding song. Well, I have to talk to you about this, because I sent Abby a TikTok literally last night. My For You page knew that I just watched a Phineas <laughs> and Ferb movie. And it's this girl talking about how she always asks people what their favorite song from Phineas and Ferb is. Because if they say, gitchy, gitchy, goo is their favorite song, then they're not reliable. There's so many oh. other songs that... I, well, yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it's we fun. Will, we'll link the TikTok below so everyone can watch it. I think it's a great take, but yeah. Is, is think... that just the take, just that song? Well, she talks about all of the other songs that are better and that she thinks gives you, like, more personality. Like Squirrels in My Pants? Yeah, that's yeah. included. How do I qualify for Love in My Grants? <laughs> she she briefly mentions S-I-M-P. S-I-M-P Squirrels in My Pants. Squirrels! <laughs> I think Gitchy Gitchy Goo is fun, and I would have used it. We did um, television shows as the theme for our dance recital a couple years ago, and I would have used that song if I taught little kids tap, mm-hmm. but um, I teach 17-year-olds. So. <laughs> and they <laughs> wouldn't want to tap they Gitchy would, Gitchy Goo? Uh, I mean, it would have had to be like, I don't know. I just don't think it would have been good. <laughs> so we didn't do it. But I also wanted to bring up that Busted is like, Ooh. close second because that mm-hmm. is really good yeah it's it's definitely up there in my mm-hmm. in my top <laughs> um and i would also like to say i don't i didn't watch phineas and ferb like very i didn't keep up with it very much like yeah, if it was on it, i would watch it it came on when we were in like fifth grade right and so like I, I remember like a lot of the early episodes but i couldn't tell you what happened yeah i don't remember on. a lot of it but i do love that doofenshmirtz has a daughter <laughs> vanessa yeah yeah. yeah, she was supposed to be in this movie, but her scene got cut. Mm. She also say the I saw her in the credits. Yeah, because she or the lady who voiced her. There's a song whenever like Phineas is mad at Perry, and then they like have like separate and go their own ways, and she's like, "I walk away." The lady who pl- voices Vanessa sings that song. Mm-hmm. From what I saw in the IMDb credits, Vanessa <laughs> yeah. plays a bigger role in the Candace. Movie, movie mm-hmm. that came out last year because later in the it came series out last year? it came out last year yeah like last December or something oh how long has this show been going on well the show and I mean the show's been over oh but they I don't know they just got back together and epilogue. they got the gang back together <laughs> yeah, to do a thing which is fine with me the band back yeah. together right. Um, but because, like, later in the series, Vanessa and Candace became friends. Yeah. So, which is fun. (laughs) Well, we talked about favorite song. Abby, do you have a favorite episode or a favorite invention of Phineas and Ferb? Um, you're really, like, putting me on the spot Oh, I'm sorry. I should have sent you these questions ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be interviewed. My bad. Um, I don't know. I guess I like Swinter. I vaguely remember that. Which is, it's summer and winter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like that was one of the very first ones. It's one of the very first ones, which I definitely know better than the later ones, just Mm -hmm. because of... Yeah. Um... Probably that. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. I like it. But I do like that squirrels in my pants scene of that episode. (laughs) I think that's fun. I like Phineas and Ferb because it's not, like, a stupid kids show. They yeah. definitely put, like, a lot of jokes in there for the adults. Yeah. yeah. But they're not, like, dirty. Well, it's clever. Right. It's just a television right. show. Like, I'm listening to this podcast right now, hosted by a guy that voiced DW, and Ooh. it's about all the the little boys that hosted, the, or that uh, voiced DW, and he talked to one of the creators of Arthur, the TV show, and she was like, well, I mean, like, it's not The Simpsons, but we wanted to make something that was just a show about a family, and it just happened to be animated. Right, the thing about, like... And that's what Phineas and Ferb is. Animation for adults is that I feel like it's just, like, so over- overly raunchy all the time. Yeah. Because they can, because it's animation, to the point yeah. where I'm like, I I don't find this funny. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, like, funny, or, like, poking a joke at, like, oh, it's cartoons, but it's, like, inappropriate. Yeah. But, yeah. I haven't found an animated show for adults that I'm like, oh, yeah, same. Love this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, like, it's, I don't think I ever will. <laughs> but I do think, like you guys were saying, like, Phineas and Ferb is written, like, very cleverly. Yeah. Like, they put a lot of thought into what they're saying. It's not just a show, like, for children. It's a yeah, show well, for it's, anyone. It's even the same with a lot of, like, older Disney shows where even, like, Kim Possible and The Proud Family or, or like, the writing wasn't as clever, but it was still, like, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't so completely stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Disney, I, I don't, we've kind of mentioned this, I feel like, but they definitely, like, decided that their market is now, like, seven-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> like, my nephew loves the shows on Disney Channel right now, which, like, I, he likes watching Bunked. I know nothing about it, but, like, whenever you put it on, like, there's nothing of substance to, like, right. watch when, in the older episodes, like, there used to be some stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. so. Do they learn a lesson? I don't know. I, I literally watched, like, at least three episodes of Bunked, and I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens. That's, like, the spinoff of Jesse, right? But, like, without Debbie Ryan? Yeah, and it doesn't have all the kids. Oh, it only okay. has some of the kids. Mm-hmm. I think it has Sky Jackson and the blonde girl. It might just be those two. I don't know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing about, like, this, the Phineas and Ferb movie is that, well, in Phineas and Ferb, I feel like Candace learns the same lesson every episode, which is, like, just be a kid. You don't have to grow <laughs> up or whatever. But it was nice to see Phineas learn a, a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, Ferb just hangs. Ferb is there for the vibes. It's and that's it. For shifts and gigs. <laughs> His little side comments. I for, I literally didn't remember that Ferb, like, spoke ever because like one his lines are so singer. few yeah. and far between. Like, I knew that he had a voice, and I was like, why does he even have a voice actor? Do you think people tell Ferb, like, you're really quiet, but when you talk, you're really funny. Yeah, and then he probably doesn't say anything. He just, like, looks at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am Ferb. <laughs> so you think you're funny? Yeah. <laughs> well, from the amount of people who have said, you're really quiet, but when you talk, you're really funny. <laughs> and yeah. I normally don't say anything funny. <laughs> so no, I don't think I'm funny. <laughs> like, no, it's just like the ratio of, you know, statements to funny statements that come out of my mouth is high because the statements that come out of my mouth is low. Um, so Kelly, where did you put this on your ranking? 
I gave this a three out of five. Not that it wasn't a good movie, but I don't know, something about the animated decoms are harder for me to like stay engaged with. But as far as like the animated decoms we have watched, I feel like this is definitely one of the higher ones. I put this at number 52. Uh, it's below Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire and above Going to the Mat. I agree. I also gave this a three out of five. It's like definitely harder to compare these to like anything live action, mm -hmm. especially considering the fact that these are also much shorter. I think this was only like an hour and 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, perfect length. In yeah, I opinion. do. Yeah, it does not need 80 to be minute movie. Than that. It's all you need. <laughs> but also when it comes to like watching like a feature length versus watching the show, it's very much like much more well done in the show. Mm -hmm. That's when, what I was going to say. Like there are episodes of Phineas like and Ferb. it's like 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. There are episodes of Phineas and Ferb that I like a lot better than this movie that I would right. like rank higher than this movie. I would put the love handle episode <laughs> up at the top. <laughs> anyway, I put this at number 54 below Camp Rock 2 and above Avalon High. Abby, yes. for your rating and ranking, you have um, Well, the only other one that I have, like, on my <laughs> ranking list. would be the 13th year. <laughs> uh -huh. And I don't remember what how many stars I gave that. I almost listened back to find out, but I didn't want to hear my own voice. Yeah, and, I never listened to an episode um, of <laughs> You guys don't sound terrible. You sound normal. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but... I imagine I gave it five stars. <laughs> I'll also give this one five stars, but I'm going to put it at number one. Right. Got it. right. Yeah. But would you also say that there are episodes that you like oh, more definitely. than this? Oh, okay. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Right, right. Um, also, going back to listening to the podcast, sometimes I do listen to the podcast. If I'm like, I think we were funny in this episode, I'll be like, I need to listen to this and see there what was verify. There was one time where it just, like, it came up. I guess I was, like, looking for it, and then somehow it, like, came up, like, after my podcast ended. So I just, like, kept listening to it in the car, and I started laughing. I'm like, oh my god, we're so funny. <laughs> so, yes, I do think I'm funny. Yes. Hi, friends. Do you think we're funny? Because I do. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> our other listeners i was checking our spotify like stats because that's separate yeah. from like the place where we upload our stuff and there's like a good amount of like listeners and like subscribers that aren't in the count that i like look talk at to us like, nice. oh follow hey. me on letterbox <laughs> follow, yeah. follow promote, promote the podcast ads. on instagram yeah <laughs> we don't have a letterbox maybe we should but that'd you be too should. hard because we have two it's, ratings it's the same yeah right. oh yeah 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 i mean we could add it to our personals but that would just kind of take over no i don't really mm. use letterbox that much anyway much. so i use it all the time i'm abby underscore normal i'll follow you back <laughs> i'm trying to get up to 24 follow followers <laughs> i'm 23 right now abby's verified on letterbox yeah 23 <laughs> followers <laughs> no i'm actually not i'm not a professional on letterbox and uh i do go on there and judge people who pay for it and then leave bad reviews and like <laughs> my poorly written reviews I leave bad reviews for, like, the indie, indie, like, artsy ones that are, like, really highly rated on the app, and I was like, this is stupid, I'm gonna go watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> um, my rating for Midsommar, I didn't give it a rating, my, uh, review was just, dude. I commented on it. <laughs> oh, did you? What yeah. did you say? Why are you watching this? Because <laughs> I hadn't seen it. When she asked me that on Tuesday, she was like, why was Kelly watching this? <laughs> I hadn't seen it. I wanted to see it. I can't say I'm a hoe for A24 and then not see any of their quote-unquote scary movies. Now you gotta watch Hereditary. I need time for that. I need to work Everybody up Everybody watch... Um, Midsommar and Hereditary. Everybody and watch... get back to Kelly and Elizabeth about it. Everybody watch Better Zola. or worse than Phineas and Ferb. Watch Zola. We saw that this week. It was fun. 
It was fun. Should we end this episode? (laughs) Now we're just talking about movies that we've seen. (laughs) We're just having a conversation. Uh, Next week, we will be watching Geek Charming. I've never seen it, but that's that. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.